Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Be your name, O God. Lord, I worship you. Exalt him, exalt him, and praise his name. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we praise. Dear Father, we thank you this afternoon. It's a privilege to worship and stand in your presence. Lord, we thank you for your loving kindness that kept us all through. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making us to see today. And thank you, Lord, today being uh, the celebration moment even all across the world. Thank you for counting us worthy. We are not missing. Lord, we bless you. At this hour, Father, we pray that the word that you want us to hear at this moment, please speak to our heart in the name of Jesus. Let our heart receive of you. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' exalted name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Thank you very much for having me. God bless you real, real good. Amen. Um, I don't know what my time is going to be, but I probably know we're close at uh, 2.30, right? Is that what we're close? So when, what's my time then? Oh, on the screen. Oh, thank you. Okay, I have 20 minutes. Okay, amen. So within these 20 minutes, so I'm going to look through the word of God. Um, I would call this, you know, just by means of title, call it uh, coming into God's rest. Coming into God's rest. And uh, the story that I've been resonating in my heart all along uh, is still the story of that speaks to the situation, the, I mean, the current uh, situation going on across the world, celebration of Christmas. And uh, we're going to look at it together. Amen. Uh, I want to appreciate our dear Pastor IT and the leadership of, the t- of this uh, noble house for having me today in this place. Um, each time I have this privilege, just reminds me of those days when we were having all the rural rugged as young, <laughs> as young people. You know, to be honest with you, I don't know where those years just went by. And, and they now started counting me as old man. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how that happened. To be, I'm very honest with you. Because except for a few gray hair coming, I still believe that I was a young man. And I started seeing the, the kids growing taller than myself. I said, ah, in a simple way, I'm now, <laughs> hey, Jesus, have mercy on me. You know, uh, because I all my life I've been involved with the young people, young people, having given my life to Christ when I was just 13 years old, then grew up into into all of that activities and participation in all of these things. So I didn't know that the youthful life would just disappear like that. And by next year, I'll be clocking 50 as a really, (laughs) really. (laughs) Honestly, I'm asking myself, where did all those years go? Um, and this on the premises of this that I actually wanted to speak to us. Because trust me, if there's 
it's, if God gives me and say, ask for one thing apart from God's grace and anointing and, you know, grace to do his work and all that, apart from that, Lord, can you backtrack my age? Honestly, sometimes I wish I'm just 25. I wish I'm just 23. Seriously. I'm saying this to you because somebody is going to lose it soon. And you're going to find yourself that, oh, now I'm married. Now I can't do anything I want to do. Now I'm, uh, I have children. Now I have this responsibility. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. Better do it now. Because those years will now, you know, you now be having some nostalgic feelings. You know what they call nostalgic? You'll be thinking about them in a very regrettable way. That, oh, I wish that I was in that age. Whatever your hand finds to do, the Bible says, do it with all your might. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because time is not waiting. Time is not waiting at all. A time is going to come that parents will stop paying our tuition fee and we will have to pay for others. A time is going to come that parents will stop looking for houses or rooms or whatever accommodation for, for us. We will start looking for it for ourselves and doing it for others. A time is going to come that all the responsibility we see others doing today, you know, for us, we will be the one taking charge of them. And in fact, that's not even the the, the, the most difficult part. The most difficult part is now there will be too many things that encumbered one and will not allow you to want to do those things that you really had wanted to do. So whatever your hand finds to do right now, please do it with all your might. Do it with all your might. On that premise, I want to, do, I want to talk to us on what I call coming into God's rest. I deliberately choose the word coming because it's a continuous exercise. It's a continuous uh, yeah, situation. It's not something that just done at once and that's it. You need, to, you need to walk into the rest of God. Now, when we talk about rest, you know, um, as a church, we have uh, the, the, the declaration for the month of December as divine rest. Now, when you talk about rest, you are not talking about being inactive or not doing anything. But we are talking about, you know, uh, coming into a situation where you are in charge. Even though the situation and the condition still remains the same. But you are absolutely in charge. And the life of the person I would like to talk about today, we share this in, during the Love and Life Talk on Tuesday, the last Tuesday. Those of us that were there, I believe you, you, you got one or two things to encourage you as you journey on. Now, the life of Mary and Joseph that God decided to flow through into our world is what we are extracting today. Do you know those two uh, were young adults, like you and I? And God interjected their love life. The two of them were love belts, having plans, having hopes and aspirations, and trusting that one day, one day, my wedding day will come and everything will be rosy and according to their culture, they will enjoy it and things will flow. But all of a sudden, Mary just woke up one day and one angel just appeared. Do you know that angel did not come in wings? But the salutation that the angel gave was what caught Mary's attention. And if you take a look at the book of Luke chapter 1 that we'll be reading today. So, Verse 26 says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city 
of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused, that is already uh, engaged, to a man whose name was called Joseph. And I'm saying this so that we understand. They were engaged. Probably she has a, the diamond ring in her and the stone is in her hand, in her finger. And everybody knows about the wedding and the plan and everything. These young adults were just living their life as normal people. Yes, there were promises here and there that God is going to send. And, I mean, he's going to come to the world. He's going to bring his son, Jesus Christ. But God did not say it's going to be Mary or Joseph that will enter into that dilemma. No. And don't forget, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the, book, the last book in the Old Testament is what? Book of what? Malachi. Malachi. And the first book in the book of uh, in the Old New Testament is what? Matthew. Between them, 400 years of no prophecy, no writing, nothing, nobody says anything, no declaration. Four, I'm not saying 400 days. 400 years. No, those promises that God made may probably won't come to pass. As many of us today thought that Jesus is not coming back again. Why? Because he hasn't come since uh, how many years? You know, it's just the same way. That's how time erode information. There was no prophecy. There was no talk between, four, between Matthew and Malachi. 400 dark age. All of a sudden, their great-grandfather, father, father, great-great-great, everybody has come and gone, come and gone under the same promise. So there was nothing that says Jesus was coming in their generation. Nothing. But... She was, she was just living her life normally and betrothed you know, to someone, engaged to someone, and the wedding plan was going on. I was um, you know, joking with my, about my sister Precious the other time in the Bible study. When she wanted to get married, Jesus don't come now. <laughs> my wedding is close, so, you know, that's <laughs> my wedding. let me finish my wedding before you come. <laughs> How many people know pray that prayer? <laughs> <laughs> your wedding is looking at you like this. <laughs> the, the plans and the arrangement was there and suddenly they just says, uh, damn it, Jesus is coming next week. And then your wedding that is you are planning for next month, sorry, is going to be cancelled. How many people will say, Jesus, please can you hold on for a while? Let me just have a taste of this wild marriage. It's my day of honor. So also Mary was anticipating, was in that great anticipation waiting and then all of a sudden, an angel appeared to her and interjected her plans. I'm talking about coming into God's rest. A young adult. Why not Mary's mom? Who knows the Bible very well? Probably have taught us the way of the Lord. You know all our religious mom. Have you prayed this morning? Have you done devotion? And if you have not done devotion, they will, you will sit down and do the devotion before you go to school. They prefer you to do devotion than eat. Right? And they will, have you read your Bible before you want to go and sleep? You are watching TV. Did you give your, you know, those people, they, they say our parents seem to know much more of God than we do. So why didn't God go to Mary's dad or Mary's mom? Why Mary? Why didn't God go to Joseph's family? They were both from the family of Levites. So they were both qualified to bring Jesus to the world. But all of a sudden, the plan was interjected. And I am telling you, when God interjects your 
plans will you allow him to? It takes only a person of rest. A person that have come to an understanding that will allow God to take over his life or her life. Just like that. And the angel came and spoke to Mary. And of course, the Bible tells us in verse 20, 28, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. Who we not? So she was worried at the saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. She didn't really know it was an angel. And then the angel said unto her, Fear not. In the place of troubling, that's the anxiety that can surround us. Anybody who will come into God's rest must first of all have a resolute in his or her heart, completely resolute on something before you can start the journey. Some of us were like, oh, um, I'm coming to school, I have my tuition fee and all of that, and, and then you are, you are at rest because you have the money in your hand. So something is with you that keeps your mind at rest. Okay? It's different from when it is a promise. Now, if you probably want to write an exam and, uh, and you already have all the mathematics crammed in your head, you're at rest because you have read well. You should give an, uh, the testimony this morning on an exam she was going to write and she was not, I mean, she knew that what she wrote would not give her the, the required mark. Were you not troubled? Many things can get us troubled if we are not well prepared for life. If we are not well prepared for things that are coming to us. I remember when uh, I was going to write Wahek. Fikumi just gave his own uh, testimony. Uh, mine was not smooth like that at that time. <laughs> when I was going to write Wahek, mathematics is one of my best, best subjects. And chemistry is one of my worst. So, <laughs> if I'm going to write, so the day I will write mathematics exam, they sat us separately, and my school, I mean, sat us in our seats and all of that. But there are some of us that were favorites of our teacher and the principal, and so they sat us in a in a certain line so that the what we call expo can flow through us. Then I saw my math teacher. My math teacher we, has already answered the questions. And then it will start, my math teacher, it will start passing it on to people. Passing on, oh yeah, quickly, right, right, right. So I know they love me. I know he loves me. And I know the principal liked me. And I was then the head boy of the school and all of that. So anyways, I was one of the people they like. And I was one of the people on that line. But I was also a Christian. In fact, scripture union president in my school then. So when they were bringing the paper, they brought it before me and they said, yes, right, but I love maths. It was my best subject. And I'm like, no, I don't need it. Apart from the fact that I'm a Christian, I said, sir, I can't do it. One, I'm a Christian, a child of God, I can't. I can't write, I can't take that. I said, two, I'm okay. Uh, I don't need it. I'm okay. And the teacher was like, you are too proud. I said, sir, I'm okay. One, as a child of God, I won't take that from you, number one. And, and he, was, he was angry with me. Then he left and he said, you will see, you will see your result. 
When the result came, I, I made hay. I, I said, I'm okay. Now, what gave me that confidence and rest was what I know. The knowledge of what I know. I mean, the understanding I had. Something, you must know something to truly be in the place of rest. You must. Otherwise, if you don't, what people say around can trigger a lot of turbulence inside of you. Somebody will look at you and say, oh, you see, in this world now, there's no job. Even if you finish the school, which job, where are you going to get job? And you allow that to start bothering you. I will respond back. If it is only one job remaining, I will be the one. And do you know the moment you made that declaration, it starts working for you. Because when you speak out there, forces are put together to make things happen. Nothing just happens. Forces will make, go together and make that thing come to pass if you can see it. But you must first of all see it before you can see it. Anybody who will be at rest must have something you are resting on. And on this contest today, I want to bring it to you that resting on the word of God is the best foundation you can ever have in your life. If God says it, that should settle it. If God says it, that should settle it. It doesn't matter if he's not looking like it. There are many things that will not look like it as you're joining on in life. But if God says it, I tell you, that should settle it. For Mary, she was troubled. The first thing the angel said to her, fear not. Why should I not fear? If not that she understood that God has said something to her. And that's the only basis. Because if somebody comes to tell you, don't be afraid, and a lion is coming, and says, fear not, I will ask you, based on what? <laughs> because if you remain there, and say, they say, I should not fear. That lion is going to come and devour, isn't it? Because it's in the nature of lion to devour anything meat in front of them, including human being. So and you, and I'm seeing the lion and you say, fear not. I'll say, based on what? But if God is the one that's telling you to not to fear, I'll say, based on the word of God. The word of God is heavy enough to rest on. It's heavy enough. I rested on him as a young man. Gradually, gradually in my life, it was not looking like it. It was not looking like it. Mary looked here. He says, if I, I, I can jump now, after all the story were told, the angel said all of that that will happen. What did Mary say? In verse 38, and Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. How did she move? He said, Be it unto me according to your word. How did she move from the level of fear to the level of let it happen to me? Coming into God's rest. There's a journey. It's a journey. You don't, you don't know, you know, as you travel in life, there are a lot of things that will be staring you in the face and be telling you that these are challenges. And those challenges are here to tell you two things. One, that you cannot make it. Or the other side is to tell you that you need to cross through us to make it. It now depends on how you look at them. If you look at challenges as stumbling blocks, that block can crush one's down and destroy one's destiny. But if you look, look at challenges as stepping stones, launch pad, they would come together and be the same thing that we announce you. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, when we just play World Cup. We just ended World Cup now. If Messi had nobody to 
you know, to dribble or to face, to confront, how will he become the most valuable player? If you don't have challenges in front of you, how would you say you are a champion in this world? The first thing that announced David as a king was a challenge that Saul could not face. Saul saw that enemy as too big to meet. David saw the same enemy as an opportunity to announcement. I pray for someone today that that which is confronting you will become the same reason for your announcement in the name of Jesus Christ. The world will announce you by that challenge in the name of Jesus Christ. People will come and rejoice with you. And they will say, oh, your own is different. See, everybody may be passing exam. But this one is different because of the challenges you confront to pass it. Everybody may be having um, you know, a home and settlement. But when your own testimony comes, people will look at the number of challenges you have gone through. And they will say, wow, this one warrants testimony. I mean, warrants a lot of celebration. Why? Because of the challenges that confront it. We should not be afraid of situations that confront us as long as we have the word of God. If God says it, that's settled it. That settled it. See, look at it and say, be it unto me, the handmaids of the Lord. And of course, in uh, verse 45, the Bible says, blessed is she that believes because there will be performance of everything all that God has said to her, all that we need to do is to believe that word. When you start believing, you have started your journey to the rest of God. You have started your journey to the rest of God. Is it not good to know what God knows? If you know how God knows, <laughs> your life will never be stagnated. No. I was writing an exam sometimes uh, while I was uh, in, the, in school and uh, Everyone was afraid of this lecturer. We call him, he was Mr. Ojo, he was teaching us then. I read mechanical engineering, so there's something they call uh, um, uh, um, material science in engineering. And th this guy would deliberately and intentionally, oh, you're lucky you're not studying Nigeria. Your lecturer from first day will tell you, I am the alpha and the omega of this program. He will say, hey, B and C belong, I mean, A belong to God. B belong to maybe the rector or the, or the provost or something, or the chancellor. Said, C, okay, best student in the class. D is for all of you. So there's nothing you read or study. And sometimes, some of us grew from a very harsh environment where you must buy the handout. If you don't buy that handout, you fade already. How many people studied in Nigeria before? So, okay. Am I saying different thing. Do, do you see that? Maybe your school was the Ajebo school. Ajebo. <laughs> you know the Ajebo school? Those people there, they are pampering everybody. No. In my, the school I went was not Ajebo at all. We can't even hit Gary. We didn't see Gary talk less of butter. <laughs> but this teacher, this lecturer will come into the class and just tell you that he's the Alpha and Omega and all of that. And that none of you can smell D in his, in his course. Not when you know God. I'm just telling you the truth, true life story, not when you know God. And he would, he would do, conduct exam, do all of that. There was a time he conducted what we call mock. Oh, my time is out already. <laughs> I've not even started. What we call mock. You know, mock exam is in secondary school. This guy conducted mock exam for us in the institution. And he did six questions in the mock exam. Of course, we all fade. 
as usual. He will go and bring out questions that you cannot even think of. He will bring it up from, from no, you'll be wondering, where is this guy? You can, you can laugh. I said, I brought it from University of Benin. Ah, we are not in University of Benin. He will just go, he can say, I, bring, I brought it from, from uh, Lasso. He can just, just mention one, one weird place. Anyway, we did a mock and there was no, I mean, we didn't pass. He was marking us down and all of that. He said, this is how to prepare you for your exam. When it was time for the exam, the, the, it was a three-unit course. I was in the class one night to read, to study, with my lantern and all of that. And the Holy Spirit said to me, treat that mock question. I said, Mr. Ojo, we call him Ojo Pepe. <laughs> it was a very tough pressure, Ojo Pepe. Mr. Ojo cannot be so dumb to repeat mock question. And I started reading, and the Spirit came back. Take that mock question and study. Ah, Of course, if you know early in life how God speaks to you, you will enjoy rest. It will not come to time of who to choose as husband and wife and you are confused. No, 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 no. You already know how your father talked to you. It will not come to time of job and there's no job everywhere. And you've applied 100 times. They are not calling you. And you are laughing and you are dressed. You are watching TV and watching movies. And somebody says, why are you that? You say, my daddy is taking care of it. Why? Because you have trained yourself on how to hear God. You will, you will not. So Ojo would, would, did the question and all of that. When I read all the mock, and I started taking the mock, I started one after the other. The one I did not know, I went to consult his books. I started doing writing. In fact, I was answering the exam like I was in an exam. I, was, I took the mock question from one to number six. I answered everything in a paper as if I was answering the exam. And then that was my study. That took a lot of my time. So I couldn't read all his handouts. I was so bulky. I didn't read. I was just doing that. As the spirit said, he looks like I was stupid. Even colleagues that came to me are like, ah, ah, why are you? <laughs> that man is not stupid. Why? If I some of them that I did not know the question, I would ask, come and tell me the answer to this one. The guy would walk it for me and go, and I would write it down. I would do it again for myself so it can stay in my brain. Cut long story short. On the exam day, I opened the, the question from number one to six, word for word. Nothing changed except numbers. Where he put two kg. In the exam, we put 4 kg. So I, will, I didn't move what I just tested that too. Yeah. I just put the answer there. <laughs> Where he put 10 before in the mock, it will put 20 in the exam. I'll just multiply by 2. I'll just write the answer. I will just I'll effortlessly, and I submitted my paper. And I was just going like that. <laughs> Everybody was like, Shaba, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? We all feel this. When people were sweating, I've walked away. You will walk away like that in life only if you know God. I just walked away. When the exam finished and they, they marked the paper, the man, the first day, will come back to class after we now resume back. He said, who is Shaba in this class? I raised up my hand. He said, stand up. I stood up. Ah, you caught me. <laughs> that was what it, You caught me. That simple exercise announced me in the school as the best student in my department. And the man said, I can never forget you. He could not find something to cancel. He said, who is this one? Shabi, you say, hey, it's for God. And I'm a child of God. Why can't I have hate? Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. You can come to God's rest. 
If only you can understand his voice. Ask today, God, help me to understand your voice. Help me to know your voice when you speak. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.